I always thought my mother was blessed with an incredible memory. She had a way of remembering the important days and events in people's lives. With the grandchildren, if they were writing an exam or they were waiting for an exam result, she just knew when it was going to happen. She would remember your birthdays, your wedding anniversary. She even remembered the painful anniversaries when somebody had lost a loved one. She somehow had a way of saying beautiful things at just the right time. And she had a way of saying things. And then one day I was in my mom's flat and I saw a little book and I realized it wasn't her memory. She was just really good at writing things down. I guess I could put it like this. My mom's motivation to love was a gift, but her practice to love was a discipline. And we can, soon, we can learn something from that in our pastoring and in our leading, that the motivation for many of us, some more than others, is a gift. The motivation to love is a gift, but the practice to love is a discipline. So I'd like to share with you this morning two disciplines that I think are important. The first discipline is the discipline of questioning, of living a life where you ask questions. 2 Samuel chapter 9, verse 1, David says this with his leaders, Is there anyone from the house of Saul to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake? Now we know that the house of Saul had persecuted David. The house of Saul, in fact, Saul had tried to kill David. Uh, that house was not deserving of David's kindness. But he asked the question, is there someone to whom I can show kindness? I get two truths from the scripture. The first is this. Right now, what does kindness look like? In normal circumstances, uh, that question is very broad. There, there are many, many ways to show kindness. Practically, spiritually, with your words, with affirmation, with time, it just, it's endless. Uh, in fact, we don't explore that enough, what does kindness look like? But right now, while we're in our homes, what does kindness look like? And I, I challenge you to explore that. How can you show now in this season kindness towards those you lead, towards those who lead you, towards people in our church, towards those outside of the church? What does kindness look like? And secondly, to have the discipline of every single day saying, is there someone? Can you imagine what our church would look like, what our community would look like if every single one of us every day prayed this prayer, Father, is there someone? And you just spend some time in the presence of God and let him put people on your heart. Is there someone? Now, I think there's some things you can do to help you in the questioning of, is there someone? If you were to go into my study now, you would see, excuse the dog, you would see photos on the wall and you would see a few lists of names. If you were to look in my Bible, you would see lists of names. If you go next to my, my study chair, I have our community list there. It's always in front of me. And, and, and somehow having these practical reminders of, of people through these different means, it helps me in my Lord, is there someone? So I challenge you to have a, a, a caring discipline, a pastoral discipline. Maybe you say, I'm going to do this with three people every day. I'm going to do it with one person every day. I'm going to do it with 10 people every day over these next three weeks. I'm going to show kindness. Father, help me find the someone. And then share. The second discipline 
is the discipline of prayer. And you think, well, that's a bit, you know, we all know that we all should be praying. Can I help you to pray? See, I think that uh, we sometimes get a bit stuck. We, we repeat ourselves. It's like our prayer vocabulary for people is very, very limited. I think you should take the time to learn Bible prayers. And, and this is a brilliant opportunity in your life to memorize some Bible prayers. There's a beautiful prayer in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17, where Paul says, I keep asking the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, to give you, so now this is a prayer for other people, to give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation that you might know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart would be enlightened. What a prayer to pray for people. Chapter 3, verse 16, Paul says, I pray that you would be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ would dwell in your hearts by faith. What a prayer to be praying for people you know right now, that they would be strengthened with might through the spirit of God in their inner man. Colossians chapter 1, verse 9, another beautiful prayer where he says, I pray that you would be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and understanding that the spirit gives. For four things, to lead a life worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and growing in your knowledge of God. Now, if those scriptures are a little bit long, you might want to start off with a shorter Bible prayer. Second Kings chapter 6, verse 9. I think it's verse 9, but it is chapter 6. Where Elisha prays for his servant and his servant is having a problem seeing things as God sees them. He's looking uh, at his world through natural eyes and it's overwhelming him. And Elisha prays a very, very simple prayer. He says, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. Now you can all memorize that scripture. Lord, open his eyes. So I challenge you and urge you in this time, the discipline of praying. Praying for those that your family, your friends, your community, the church, particularly for those that you feel some sense of responsibility in God to care and to love and to lead. To help you with your prayer, keep a notebook next to you. And as you feel things, whether it's just a motivation in your heart, some sense, sometimes when we pray for people, we just get a sense of the love and, and, and the intention and, and the, the, the care of God for them. Just write it down. You might get what you feel is a, this is a word from God from them. Just write it down in your notebook. And when your prayer time is over, Take the time to send them the message. People are not blessed by your intentions. They are blessed by your actions. If you're one of those people who can really exercise self-discipline, you might want to pray with your phone. And as you feel your heart urged while you pray, or sorry, your heart moved while you're praying, send the guys a message. But if you're one of those chaps that's going to get distracted by your cell phone and you know, catch up on your Facebook or, or update all your messages, then don't use it. Don't use your phone. Just use a notebook. Write it down. But when, you, when your prayer time is over, take the time to share with people what you have felt in your heart. They are not blessed by your intentions. They are blessed by your actions. And so, friends, in this time we find ourselves now, there are so many ways for us to, to be like Jesus, to reflect Jesus, to be a pastoral people. To, to, to be a people that reflect shepherd Jesus. We have, a, we have an opportunity, friends, in this moment now to take caring and loving and leading and pastoring to a whole new level. Honestly, we do. 
Let God move your heart. I pray that that just like the Spirit, uh, the Bible says in uh, Numbers chapter 11, that God took the Spirit that was on Moses and He placed it into the 70 elders. I pray for us as a community, for us as a leadership team, that, that the Spirit of God would take the shepherd heart of Jesus, the shepherd nature of Jesus, and put it on us, that it settles like a weight in our souls, that we feel what Jesus feels for others, that we see what Jesus sees in others, and that we take the time to communicate that. God bless you guys. Thank you for taking the time to listen.